We here at God Stories Radio are reaching out to you and your business to sponsor us for as little as $10 a month. We need you so that we can continue bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. By your business blessing us monthly, we are able to bless others weekly. To sponsor us, email GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. And you don't have to be a business to be a blessing. Visit GodStoriesRadio.com to donate securely through PayPal. Just press the button. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. God Stories Radio. This is session 199. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on, guys? Thursday night. Thursday night. Right here under the lights. Waiting for it all day. Ha <laughs> ha. God Stories Radio. Uh-huh. No place oh, wait a I'd minute. rather be. There was an extra voice in there. Huh? I heard an extra voice. In I there. know, right? She's back. <laughs> She's back. Oh, yeah. Back and healed. Better than ever. All right. It was, it was a missed last week, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, you got that right. Well, I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Tough doing the guys' night out. <laughs> <laughs> it was like old times, though. <laughs> I know, right? How's your week been, Mikey? Riding away. Oh, me. <laughs> That's it? That's uh, all you're giving me, huh? Pretty much. It's um, Everything's still the same. I'm oh. still waiting. Okay. It's the toughest. And wait, we shall. Mm-hmm. We're right there with you, Mikey. I like that. <laughs> so you will not have to wait alone. <laughs> we won't leave you or forsake you. All right. How and, you doing, babe? Yes. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, definitely on the road to recovery. So just a little naggy cough. But apart from that, I should be okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. We, we got any shout outs? We have one. One, um, Fritz. Yeah, I know. Starting to sweat some bullets here, huh? <laughs> um, so we want to thank Tall Rez for liking us on Facebook. Thank you, Thank Tall. you, Tall, for liking us on Facebook. And anyone else out there, if you have not liked us yet on Facebook, please do so. Fritz is uh, sweating a little bit with this one uh, like from Facebook this week. So, again, anyone out there from wherever you are, if you can do it and you haven't done it yet, like us on Facebook. And also, if you'd like to be a guest of the show, you can certainly write us and let us know that. You can contact us at GodStoriesRadioTina at gmail.com. 
Again, GodStoriesRadioTina at gmail.com. I'm the one who gets to do the scheduling, so you'll get to talk to me. <laughs> you volunteered. <laughs> <coughs> so, Fritz, what has your week been like? I've been busy as a sprayed roach, man. I'll tell you what. As uh, a what? A sprayed roach. <laughs> He has all these little sayings that I have no clue what they mean. No. <laughs> I don't think that they really mean anything. I think it's just sort of like open to t- interpretation. <laughs> it's the it's the southern personality coming out in uh-huh. me. I can't I think, help it. I think a sprayed roach won't go very far. No, but they'll go fast. Yes, they will. You spray it. That rascal is. Remember Scooby Doo? Yeah. <laughs> he was going nowhere fast, you know? <laughs> yep. That'd be me. Other than that, I've had a great week. Been wonderful. Working your dream job. I am. I'm well, getting you stuff say, accomplished in even, Jesus' name. You're saying it isn't even work. No, it's it's more passion than it is anything else. I think so. I praise God for it. Absolutely. Amen. Man, we got some folks in the studio tonight. Yes, we do. Who's we introducing? Have a, we have a full house. We do. I know, we do. We're not used to this many people in I the know. studio. <laughs> well, uh, first we have uh, our brother Jim, who actually uh, introduced Hans, who's going to be our speaker tonight, our guest, uh, to come on and give his testimony. So thank you, uh, Jim. For Thanks, Thank you, Jim. Jim. Appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, uh, our guest was uh, born to African parents in Germany and he grew up in the west of Africa and Ghana his parents were certainly not even of average income and they struggled for many years and when it was time to go to college his dad paid for the first year and then he couldn't uh, pay for it any further from there and he's going to tell us a story from then on about how God used strangers and people uh, to pay for college and graduate school and from two different countries and asked him to serve him and even paid for their wedding. I'm oh, interested. Wow. wow. Um, so I give you Hans Peter Kansha. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> saying yes to Jim's uh, request. Uh, you're welcome. Jim is a great guy, and uh, I really appreciate the types of friends that God keeps bringing my way. And Jim is just one of those amazing, wonderful yes, people that I've come in that contact with. Yes, he is. How'd you guys meet? Um. Okay. Story number two. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jim's wife um, is neighbors. Well, actually, Jim and the wife they are neighbors to my aunt, and I came to live with my aunt for a little bit. And so I met Patricia, and I used to work with Patricia. So Patricia introduced me, of course, to her Your husband, husband. Mm-hmm. and Jim and I are like uh, inseparable. Okay. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it's great to have you in the studio Yes, sir, tonight. it is. Thank you, Mike, Fritz, and Tina. Yes. yes. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we are. I'm certainly interested in watching this walk of God that you had uh, in faith in God for what he actually continued to ask you to do, and you just, that walk of faith. So just let us hear it. Uh, it... Um... My faith and journey in God, it's been amazing. It's been scary, um, but it's been fulfilling. 
God is my everything. He, um, there's a song that says he's everything. And mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite songs because it doesn't matter which um, stage of life that I am in. He's that person that I need in my life. You know, the Bible says he's um, the present help in times of need. He is that present help that I have in every facet of my life. And I'm so incredibly blessed to know him, um, God, and, and the type of relationship that he has with me. And I, with him, it's, it's mind-blowing. And uh, since I was a child, he's just um, impressed on my heart to live by faith. And the Bible says to just shall live by faith. <laughs> and that has been my story ever since I was, I was young. Um, things that I was, what, eight years old, uh, when um, a poultry beam, you know, I, we, we used to live in the poultry farm, and they have this beam, big beam, wooden frame, probably like 10 inches mm-hmm. um, thick. Um, kids were playing, and it, it rolled up, and it fell, and I got caught um, right underneath it, and the beam fell on my thigh, and I had a fracture. Mm-hmm. Like, the bone was broken. And I was supposed to be in the hospital for more than 12 weeks. Five weeks, I walked out of the hospital. Wow. The doctor came and said, how are you doing? I just raised two of my legs up. How is that possible? I don't know. Wow. I'm good to go home. That's, that's Since that time, that's just been the story of my Absolutely. life. Absolutely. He's got plans for you, that's for sure. Yes. 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 Absolutely. So take us back, like, you know, tell us a little bit about you know, your parents and where you're a little bit more about where you're from and so forth. So, um, I was born in Germany, mm-hmm. um, in St. Timberg, Saarbrücken. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents had lived there for about 15 years, well, about 10 before they gave birth to me. Mm-hmm. And when I was like five and a half years, they said they were tired living abroad. So they decided to come back home, which is Ghana in West mm-hmm. of Africa. Mm-hmm. And so as far as I know about life, I grew up in Ghana. I do not remember anything about Germany mm-hmm. and my German sucks. So <laughs> I always say my name is Hans Spitter and that's about the only German I know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, ever, uh, that's all I remember about Germany. So I grew up in Ghana. I that's that's going to stick with you for the rest of your life too. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Hans, yes. Hans Spitter. And yeah. um, everywhere I go, uh, what's your name? I'm Hans Spitter. Did you say you're from Africa? Um, yeah, so Hans Peter. <laughs> now I have to go back and then tell my story. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, my parents, uh, when they came back from Germany, they were doing quite all right, but life happens, and I think my dad lost uh, everything he had, so it was just one day at a time, sweet Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I grew up, one day at a time, sweet Jesus. We didn't have too much, but we never went to bed without food, that type of life, because God has always been faithful to my family as well. And uh, my mom was a really, it's she is and still is a really strong Christian. Um, her faith is what actually inspired me to be who I am today. Uh, was your village very big or small? Or Well, interestingly, I never lived in the village. Oh, okay. I actually lived in the city. In the city. Okay. Yes, I lived in the second largest city in Ghana called Kumasi. Mm-hmm. And um, the only time I was ever in the village um, was probably when we're going to visit my grandma. Mm -hmm. But my grandma died quite early. So 
I really never took much trips to the village. So I've been a city boy all my life. <laughs> Is yeah. it very hustle and bustle? In oh, the city? absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's a hustle bustle city, and you have to you have to hustle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to hustle, but um, education, of course, um, it's 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 mitt. It's made I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be speaking the way I do or probably I wouldn't be doing what I do if education was really bad. Mm-hmm. It's just that some people are privileged, others are not very much privileged. Mm-hmm. So um but you have to hustle. Mm-hmm. You have to hustle and if you know God is good for you because then you get to realize your happiness does not depend on external things. Amen to that. It's um, on faith in him. Mm-hmm. So who you said your mother was very influential in your life, but who introduced the Lord to you? It was my uncle. My uncle's a uh, pastor and he had a crusade. He organized a crusade in the community that um, we lived. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like when I was like 15. I've always known the Lord because of my mom. But the day that I actually surrendered my life was when my uncle had a crusade. Mm-hmm. And then I came up and I had a lot of kids out there. They were just mocking me because they said, oh, forget it. In about two weeks, he's going to come back to. Not that I was a bad boy, but people felt that, you know, when you go out to receive the Lord, sometimes you are lying or you're just being impulsive. Mm-hmm. But I just wrote it through. It's actually, you know, I mean, because... Many times when altar calls are made, you see young people going back and always going back because really never assured of their salvation. Mm-hmm. So that is what they always felt. They will forget about him. He was always going to come back. But since that day, I actually never went back to the altar because I believed that I was saved and mm-hmm. sealed mm-hmm. by the blood Amen. of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So take yeah. us down that road. <clears throat> yes. So... um um, growing up, yeah, it was just like that hustle and bustle. Um, I was okay in school. I was never last. I was never middle. I was always between the first and fifth in class. Um, when I graduated from junior <laughs> high, our class uh, school levels, you go from elementary and then you go to junior high before you go to senior high, which is, yeah, Pretty much about the same here. Uh, you go to senior high. Um, going to senior high is a big step of faith. It's and it's it's a leap. Depending on the type of school you go to, because of course there are schools that are good and others are. And um, in my city, I always aim for the best school, the best high school, and it's a privilege. It's a big thing to go to the type of school that I went to. It's called Opokuwari, and. Um, when I graduated from junior high, writing my exam, I had an okay score. Um, let's say if it was 10 A's, out of 10 A's, I had like seven A's. So it was really a big deal. Wow. Supposed to be a bright student. Mm-hmm. But when we went to the high school, they said they were not able to accept me because I wanted to take a science course. And um, the cutoff point for the science course was if you had eight A's and not seven A's. Mm-hmm. Really competitive. So, um, and they said, and the reason why they could not take me was because um, my second choice was science. So I, my first choice, science, second choice, science, third choice, science, because I was pretty confident, overconfident, thinking I was really going to get in. Mm-hmm. So there was nothing that they could do. Um, for more than a month, I was home. I couldn't go to high school. School had reopened and I was home. And this is me. I was like, what, 16? So one night I had a dream. 
And in the dream, I had gone back to my junior high, but I was late. And then when I went there, the teacher was like, why are you late? I said, I don't know. I'm just coming to school late. And then I sat in class. So when I woke up, my mother's prayer partner was around. So I, exp I told him my dream. And he said, oh, mom, don't worry about it. What God is telling your child is he's going to go to high school, but he was going to be late. This thing dragged for like close to two months. School were already opened. People were already in school learning and mm -hmm. I was still home. Mm -hmm. So I gave up the whole idea because we had gone to the high school several times. We met with authorities. They showed them my report card, everything. He's a bright student, but they said, no, they can't take me. So I had to choose a second best school. Well, not second best. It was a second tire school sort of to go. I was really sad. I remember the night before I went to, I was going to go to that school. I was ironing my shirt and I was in tears. I said, God, why have you done this to me? Because he had told me before that he was going to take me to a big school, a really good school, one of the best schools. So why are you doing this to me? Mm -hmm. And I was crying. I was crying. 30 minutes later, a knock on our door. We opened. The high school that had said to us the past three months that they would not accept me had sent a delegation to my home to come and talk to my parents that... I can come to the school. How rare is that? Very rare. That's Just, how the father rolls, though. Is, uh, it is. doesn't happen. Right. Nope. That's how he rolls. All the details. You bet. Yep. They yeah. had sent a delegation to my house. I don't know how they know, knew my home, but they did. <laughs> to my house. Come and tell my parents that the day that I was supposed to go to that other school, I should rather come to the school that I chose. Mm -hmm. Wow. And Absolutely. if Jesus knew, no, if they needed to know where you live, Jesus would have told them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's my life has been that type of incredible, yeah, from one level to the other ever since. Um, back when I was in high school, I was, I was pretty good speaking. I was part of a debating team <clears throat> and, um, you know, a lot of people knew me all around in the city. Like they knew me. I could tell you had no problem talking because you rolled right up to uh -huh. that mic and you just <laughs> like you were at home. Well, I'm going to get him to talk about that later because he's actually has a radio background and he's actually I'm going to get him to talk about his podcast that wow. he's doing right now. So, Very yeah. Nice. yeah. OK, yeah, absolutely. So um, I was in school and um, I, I had done a debate and it was like I think I kind of captured a lot of people. So almost all the high schools in the region, they knew about me. And in my school, it was time to elect a school prefect. I, I applied because this, the current school prefect was like, you should go for it because we want to make sure that you become the next school prefect. I said, okay. I went to apply. I went to the vetting room. I sat down. The teachers looked at me. Hunt, you're pretty good. You've been debating for the school. You've been doing this, but it doesn't look like this school prefectship is going to help you. I'm like, why? They said, well, we're looking at your academic records right now. It looks like you're going down. If you're going to add this to it, I don't think it's going to help. So we are sorry. We don't think that this is even good for you. I walked out of the hall not knowing what I was going to say because everywhere, the whole city knew that I was going to become the next school prefect for my school. What a shame. I went to the church, um, the school chapel, and I cried. I said, God, why? 
Why have you embarrassed me like this? How am I going to tell this story to everybody? All the people that trusted in me, that once I get to the, uh, the vetting room, I was just going to knock it out. How am I going to tell them that I did not perform? And or even when the teacher said anything, I didn't have any rebuttal for them. I cried for like 30, 40, an hour in the church, uh, in the school chapel. So I came back and I gathered courage and I went to talk to the, um, the school prefect that this is what happened. He said, it's okay. In the region, which is like uh, um, the region that I come from, I mean, the city is like the second biggest city and the region is like the second biggest region in the country. Mm-hmm. It's just like the state, you know, so it's like a state. Mm-hmm. So the state um, was having a regional, um, they're looking for the regional, they're looking to elect a regional president for all the high schools. Um, he said, I can just go and uh, contest for that one. I said, okay. Uh, the long story short, I went there, and that is actually what God wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. He just didn't want me to be the leader of one high school. Mm-hmm. He just wanted me to be the leader of all the high schools, mm-hmm. a leader of leaders. And so when I came back home, and I was sitting down, and I was just reflecting on it, God said, sometimes I close doors that you think is the best for you so that I can actually give you the doors that I know is best for you. Close one door, open a bigger one for you. Mm-hmm. You were crying thinking that you have lost the ultimate job, but I actually had an ultimate job for you. And I wanted you to be a leader of leaders. It's just like, that job was just like being the United Secretary General, mm-hmm. <laughs> being a president of presidents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So There um, you go. Yeah. Um, faith by faith you have questions uh it's amazing that he responds to you so quickly you know it's it's never been quick (laughs) (laughs) Uh it's never been quick because i don't think that anybody ever gets used to the process that god takes them through no um but we all like you did we all go back to him and say why did you Mm -hmm. why did you do this why didn't you do that he explained to you on that second one there that Again, you didn't see the the bigger picture. You didn't see the bigger picture. He did. Absolutely. He can see around the corner. Yes, he can. Absolutely. But uh, human nature is like, <laughs> why'd you do that to me? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, there was something else about uh, going, you know, college. You, your father paid for the first year, and then something, some circumstances took it further. Yes. So um, it was time to go to college. And then uh, I finally get in, and um, my dad says, oh, okay, you know, if this is how much it is, I'm going to pay for it. So um, he paid for my first year in college, and that was really fun. It was really good. I went to school while working on radio at that time oh, okay. because I actually got my first radio job when I was 19. Hmm. Um I went there to the radio station. I said I wanted to be a newscaster because I always thought I could be a good newscaster. And I bothered them for like, what, six months, almost to a year because I didn't have any journalism background. I never did journalism. I just thought I was good at it. So finally, they gave me a chance. And one day when my boss was not around, someone said, hey, it's the four o'clock news. Uh can you just go over the script and uh, the news bulletin so that we can just go and do it? I'm like, okay. 
That day when I was reading the news, the station was having an on-location broadcast. They were in the center of the city, and they had big speakers all over. (laughs) So I did the news, and it was like I was a pro. It was Uh, broadcast throughout the city. Broadcast throughout the city. All the little details. Yep. (laughs) My boss came back, and he's like, who told you to do this? I said, she did. (laughs) Then, (laughs) Then he said... She did a great job letting you do this. Mm-hmm. Since then, I became like the top number one. Um, I was always doing the major bulleting, seven, 12, six, seven, 12, six, major bulleting um, news. Um, and that's how I started radio when I was like mm-hmm. 18, 19. So even when I graduated from high school, going to college, I was always working. Mm-hmm. So when I started the, when I started college, my dad said, Okay, I'm going to pay for it. But I'm going to my second year. My dad says, no. I didn't know that I had to pay every year the same amount. I do not have any money. And I cannot borrow from anywhere. So, I'm sorry. You have to stop. You have to stay home and figure out how your life is going to be. Um, What an ultimatum. Really? Yeah. It's so hard for parents, you know, because they want to give their kids the world and it's just so expensive, you know, it's just not easy. Yeah. It was a bummer Mm -hmm. because I had a dream. God had told me, I'll take you to college. Every step of the way, some way, somehow, God always finds a way to come to me and tell me what he's going to do. He just doesn't tell me how he's going to do it. So when my dad said, I cannot continue doing this, I can't do this any further. I felt my world had come to an end Mm -hmm. and there was nothing that I can do. I didn't know anybody who can help me pay. Um, I kind of sort of did, but it was going to be embarrassing for me to go and ask them for money for for college. I just didn't know how to. Mm -hmm. So I prayed, I fasted, I prayed, I fasted, I prayed, nothing happened. It was a week before school reopened, nothing happened. School reopened, nothing happened. Two more days before registration ended, nothing happened. The day that registration ended, my second year, first semester, I got a call from a woman. Hans, are you okay? Yes, I am. I don't know, but I had a dream today, and it's like you you had something going on with your dad. Is everything okay? I'm like, well, it's just a lot. Come to my office and let's talk. I went to the office, and I explained to her everything that happened. She was like, well, then I guess that is why God showed me in the dream. Here's a check. <laughs> Go and pay. Wow. It was... Five minutes before registration ended. That was when I was able to pay for my first semester. Jehovah Nikotai, baby. I was just going to say that. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh There seems to be a pattern here, Hans. Yes. Also, God's will, God's bill. You got that right. So why do you think it is that he waits so long 
you know, it's, till the 11th hour. Because it's undisputable that he gets the glory because there's no way man could put that together. Okay, Mr. It's Smarty undisputable. Pants. Undisputable. I wasn't asking you. Not only, not only that, but... Took the wind out of the I'm sail. Sorry. Absolutely. I'm sorry. But absolutely. But yeah, also, there's, also there's that little lesson of uh, faith and trust. Yes. And it's always being the last minute with me. Mm-hmm. Always. That's not one time that it was not the last minute. That's how he treats us hardheads. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why do you think it is, though, that he waits till the last minute with you specifically? What do you think it is? Um, so before I answer that, let me say that I always tell him that I'm tired yes. of waiting till the last minute. I know you'll do it. So why are you still waiting till the last minute? And I keep telling him, this is not fun anymore. You should change this strategy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling God how to be God. Yeah, (laughs) there we go. We help him out every once in a while, you know? Yeah, once a while. I mean, I'm always like, God, I know you will do it. I know you will. You don't have to wait and let me stress out because you know I will stress out. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, I do stress out. Mm -hmm. I've always known that God will always come through for me. But that time, in between, I stress. You're in, in good company, mind. Hans. <laughs> in my mind, are you going to do it or not, God? Are you or you are not? I don't go haywire. I don't go confused, you know, hitting walls and crying and all that. But I stress out. <laughs> I'm one of those, when I'm stressing out, you probably won't know. My wife probably knows right now. <laughs> you probably wouldn't know I'm stressing out, but in my head, we have a lot of fights. Sometimes I I don't speak to him for days, and then I come back, and he will say, welcome back. I was waiting <laughs> for you. <laughs> I do get mad at him many times. We uh-huh. we have that type oh, yeah. of relationship. Uh-huh. Um, same here. Yep. If you walk with him, that's a that's an ongoing Dilemma, I guess, for lack of a better word. I, but it's it's an interesting relationship because not everybody has that type of relationship with God, you yes. know, where they feel like they have permission to get angry with God. Yeah. I, I think that God allows us to be angry. Um, he's not mad at you that you are mad at him because he knows that you're human. The Bible says Jesus, having been human, He knows how it feels when we suffer Mm -hmm. and he knows here on earth. Yes, we can trust, but because we don't see God's dealings, it always brings me to the story of Job, which um, this morning my wife and I were talking about at the end of the story of Job. God never explained to Job why what happened to him did. Mm -hmm. God never did. It's true. But all that God kept telling Job was I am God and I rule in a complex world. The things that go on, the little details, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. When I was measuring the foundations of the earth, you you were not there. Mm-hmm. When talking about Leviathan and talking about yeah. all that, you have no idea how these things work, Joe. Mm-hmm. And you have no clue how you actually got to where you are. And I, I don't owe you that explanation. I am God. And my my what I love about Job is he says, even though, or yet though I'm slave, Yet will I trust in you. Mm -hmm. And that's actually one of my favorite scriptures. Because I know in this world, like Jesus said, we'll face persecutions. In this world, we'll never get things to go the way we want it. Because he never promised us a 
rosy free uh, a rosy life a problem free life mm -hmm. but yet though we are slayed yet will we still trust in him mm -hmm. and uh, one of my favorite songs i was singing it early this morning uh, by lauren daigle mm, i love lauren daigle <laughs> i'll trust in you yep, when you don't move song. the mountains uh, i'm needing you to move uh, when you don't part the waters uh, for me to walk through and when you don't give me the answers that i really wished for you to give me i'll still trust in you because i don't have anywhere to go you you are all that i have mm -hmm. you are my exactly God. exactly yeah where where would you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right so that took you to the rest of college and then what about no, grad school it didn't take me through the rest of college that every was... semester the same pattern repeat okay. uh, repeat it repeated every semester I always registered on the last day of registration because <laughs> I never know how it was going to come through. It was going to come through. I was allowed to the school bursar to um, have a letter, like get a letter to say that every semester I will pay, or before the next semester starts, I'm going to pay what I owed the, the 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 semester before. But the semester, every semester, I would not know how. I was right. going to pay because the woman didn't promise right. to pay every it's, semester. It was right. for just that, that semester. One. Right. So. And it was different each time? It was different each time. It, oh. I cannot begin to tell how all <laughs> for four years. No, for three years, every semester. So that's eight times. Eight times. Last day of registration. Sometimes I'm sleeping and I'll hear somebody's name in my head mm -hmm. and I'll wake up. And he would tell me, go speak to that person. Mm -hmm. I will go speak with that person. And the <laughs> they would tell me, why didn't you come to me earlier? <laughs> wow. I didn't know. I didn't get the name. I, I didn't get your friends. name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he probably got it from God, but he was waiting for you. Exactly. So um, <laughs> semester after semester. Wow. different different scenarios of how he was going to pay on the very last semester before i graduated they told me if you don't pay the semester before number one you cannot um register for this last semester and if um, you don't pay if you even are able to register and you don't pay you will not graduate you will not get your certificate i said okay the funny thing is that last semester i did not get anybody to help me pay Mm. yet they registered me and then they sent letters and they called and they did all and they said you're not going to graduate when the list of graduates came my name was in oh wow when <laughs> they had to mention those that are walking my name was in mm -hmm. i graduated mm -hmm. i walked i had my certificate wow the rest when i went there actually to take my certificate i i had to tell them that I think I was owing. They looked over the sheet and they didn't see anything. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's how the father rolls right uh -huh. there. I That's get nobody to pay about. his money. I'm going to take care of this yeah, one. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> how did you feel when you knew what he had done? I'm not very expressive. When no, it he comes was to... almost in tears. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not very expressive in terms of uh, emotional highs. Um, but one thing I always do is I'm always thankful. I am always, every day, everywhere I am, I am always thankful. Uh, 
I know I have a special relationship with God, not more than anybody, because I believe God has a special relationship with everybody. Mm -hmm. It's just how you activate that relationship. But I believe my type of relationship that I have with him, I always walk in thanksgiving. Because I believe that by his grace, he has provided everything I would ever need. Mm -hmm. And so when I use my faith to appropriate what he's given me, I know that as I couldn't have had it if he hadn't first given it to me. So is that symbiot symbiotic relationship of me giving praise all the time, mm. every time I am grateful to God. So when it happens, I give him the thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> That's my man. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's my man. And what about grad school? I graduated in college 2008. Before I graduated, I was in the studio working, the studio mm -hmm. one day. And just when I came out of the studio, um, someone came to the office and I didn't know them from anywhere. Apparently, it was um, two professors and a man who is African-American. Um, they had come to Ghana. Um, and whilst they were driving, they heard a song on our radio station. So they had come to a station like, who is this artist? Can I get that song? Unfortunately, I didn't log in that song that day. So I really wasn't sure, even though you can trace to the time mm -hmm. that the song was played. Somehow I just couldn't find it. So the two professors, one was a professor in Canada and the other was uh, a professor in Purdue University, West Lafayette, Northwest Indiana. So there was like, well, this man is called Joseph Roini. And he's actually a radio broadcaster in Chicago, Moody, Bi Moody Bible. Yep. Yes. Uh, Moody Radio, actually, uh, mm -hmm. from Moody Bible Institute. Right. And um, would you guys like to interview him? I said, I don't know. Let me go talk to my boss about it. And then he said, okay. I went to talk to my boss about it. Sure, you can interview him. Well, he's a foreigner, and we love to interview foreigners. <laughs> so the following day, I brought him to the studio to interview him. And um, he asked me, do you have any like show prep? Do you have, have you written questions for me that I'm like, I don't roll like that. I do professional <laughs> interview. <laughs> so um, he sat down and uh, we had a chat for about 45 minutes. And he was so impressed because apparently he didn't know that in Africa and specifically Ghana where we were, we actually can do professional radio like that. Mm -hmm. So when he sat in the car ready to leave, he called me back and he said, I would like to dine with you one day in the United States. Oh. I said, that's cool. Wow. I can go to the U.S. and dine with him. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, la, la. <laughs> so I, um, I stayed in touch with him. In 2010, God spoke to me and said, it was time for me to take you to the United States. When I was like 11, 12, God used someone to tell me it was in the church service. And then the pastor called me and he said, I see United States written like on your forehead. What are you doing here? I don't know. Uh -huh. I don't know anybody in the United States that I could go to or whatever. And this is when I was like 11 years old. Um, and throughout, I, many different people. Some even said that they thought I was from the U.S. So somehow it appears I was destined to be in the U.S. So in mm -hmm. 2010, God said, it's time to take you there. Um, and you're going to grad school. So I contacted the man. I said, well, 
I want to go to grad school in the U.S. He said, okay. Um, I had already chosen a couple of schools. I chose DePaul because he's in Chicago. I thought it was great. It would be a great place to go. So I chose a couple of schools, DePaul and you know all that other schools. I got confirmations. I got acceptance letters and all that. But you don't have. But I didn't have the money. Right. And then he said, well, um, why don't you choose um, a school that is closer to me? He was like in the border of Chicago and Indiana. So I could go to Purdue um, University, Calumet. So there's the main campus in West Lafayette, and mm -hmm. there's another campus um, in Hammond, Indiana. So it's close to me. So why don't you choose that one? I said, okay. So I applied again, and it took them forever. But finally, they responded. I got my acceptance letters and everything. So um, I applied for visa. Before then, was it what, five, six years earlier when I graduated from high school, I really wanted to go to Canada. I tried for three years, three consecutive years. The Canadian embassy said, no, you're not going to Canada. We will not let you go to school. I had everything that I needed to go. Even though I didn't have the money, mm -hmm. I believed that I had to go to school there. Three times I tried, they said, no, they would not give me a visa to go to Canada. Mm -hmm. I tried again the last time before I went. It was, uh, no, the day before I was sleeping and I woke up with the biggest headache ever in my entire life. I never experienced that type of headache. It was so severe that they had to rush me to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And this was a day before the um, interview for visa to go to Canada. It was so severe. I had never, ever in my life, I cannot, I cannot lift my head. I cannot bow my head. I could do nothing. So they had to rush me to the hospital. So the day of an interview, I was still in the hospital because I didn't get better. So my dad had to send my uncle to come to the capital where I was, the capital city. Uh, it was about five hours drive to come and get me back home. As soon as I got back home, I got well because there was really nothing wrong with no. me. I Father told you United States, not Canada. I yeah. went back a week after because I wanted to go to Canada. I went this time they saw me. They said no. There was nothing wrong with my papers. They just said no. They won't let me. <laughs> so I forgot all dreams about traveling. Forget it. So when God said it was time to go to the U.S., I said, okay. I mean, I always follow your lead. So whatever you say, sir, let's do it. It was the most seamless process ever. And when I finally got my visa to come to the U.S., I called the man. I said, hey, um, so I got my visa. It's time to come. Uh, I just need to get my ticket. He said, you don't don't come because this is the most difficult period of my life. And I don't have the finances. I don't have anything. And so maybe you should try again the following year. I said, where I'm at, when you get a visa to travel to the U.S., you do not postpone. No. Because you may never get it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And he said, well, if you want to come, <laughs> but I'm just warning you, you can't come to my house. You can't. There's nothing that you can do. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. He said I should come to school. He's allowed me to get acceptance letter, and he wants me to be in the school. So what I know is if he's done it before, take me through college mm -hmm. where I didn't have money to pay for anything. He's going to do it again. Mm -hmm. He said, okay. I came to the U.S. I arrived on a Saturday. On Monday, I went to school. I don't have money. 
I don't have anything. The only money I had on me was $900. And before, what, Wednesday, I had spent like more than half of it because you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to do this, you have to do that. Mm -hmm. So now how am I going to pay for my tuition? How am I going to pay for my boarding? How am I going to pay for anything? Mm -hmm. When I went to school on Monday, they said, well, there's a job fair on Wednesday. If you would... uh, there probably can be a job that you can do. As an international student, you can only work 20 hours. And you can only work on campus. You cannot work outside of campus. Mm-hmm. It has to be on campus. Mm-hmm. So whatever job that I find, it had to be on campus and it had to be 20 oh, yeah. hours. I said, okay. So Wednesday, I went for the job fair. Remember, I came on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, I'm at the job fair. Walking around. And then I went to a table. There was a job, and it said, um, I didn't know what type of job it was at that time. I'm fresh in the U.S. I didn't even know all the terminologies, the job um, titles and all that. I'm like, can I apply for this job? It looked like it was a um, on-campus job, and I could do it. They said, okay, but before you do that, you need a career tracks account. What is that? I'm like, oh, well, you need to be registered in the school system, like in the career center. You need to register in the system. You can only apply for that job in that system. I said, okay, so how do I do it? Oh, go upstairs, go to the career center, and then have that account. Then you can come back and apply for the job. I said, okay. So I went upstairs, and I saw this guy sitting up there. I didn't know that's where my wife actually worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm talking to the guy and said, okay, where are you from? I'm like, well, I'm from Ghana, West Africa. Oh, nice. So you, you came to grad, uh, you came to undergrad? I'm like, no. I actually came to do my master's. Oh, nice. Would you, would you come to do your master's? And I said, like, communication? Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So are you paying for your own tuition? I said, yeah. If you're an international student, except you got a scholarship. But what I know is in most grad schools, you don't get a scholarship to come to grad school. So, yeah, you have to pay it out of pocket. Wow. So you have money to pay for it? I don't know. And then the next question is what blew my sock off. He said, would you like it? if your fees is paid for you what what <laughs> i said come again I said, would you like it if your fees is paid for you <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely he said okay i'm going to tell you this don't tell anybody but then i'm about to graduate and there's an office down there and there's a job that's only for grad students that's a grad aid position and they want me to have the job, but I really don't think I want to I want to continue. I want to go to grad school next year. So just talking to you, I don't know you, but I think I want you to apply for it. Because once you get that job, over 75% of your tuition is going to pay for you. And you're going to have, um, um, and you're going to get monthly stipend. What? Of $1,200. They're going to wow. pay you on top of that? They're going to pay me. <laughs> Oh, give him that. a per diem Gosh. for being there. Good I grief. said, are you serious? He said, yes. He held my hand. And with a rough draft of my resume, he took me down to that office. I got an interview in that office the following Monday. And the rest is history. Wow. Well, the rest is history. That's probably when you met your lovely yeah, wife. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. 
it appears that everything that I needed, everything that I ever wanted, God already placed it there. Oh, yeah. And he only wanted me to take the step of faith and do this, even though I didn't know how he was going to provide it. Mm-hmm. My wife was there. Of course, my children were going to be there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and all I had to do was just be obedient. Travel to a country that I know nobody, a far country. I don't have relatives here. I don't have brothers here. I don't have sisters here. My mom, my dad, nobody is here. And you came with $900. $900 in my pocket. Didn't know where you were going to go, where you were going to stay, what you were going to do. And I assume that from childhood you've been reading, writing, speaking English. Yes. So okay. the primary and um, the primary, the official language is English. I just say that because. Okay. Ghana was colonized by the British. Right. Okay. So it makes the official language English, English yes. where we come from. Right. Yeah, absolutely. She's British Guyanese. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yes, yes. Beautiful. Similar story to yours. She was born in Guyana but raised in the UK. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but the yeah, story I told you. the story of me getting tuition reimbursement and the monthly stipend. It's just a part of it. When I actually got the job, they did not call me until three months after. Oh. By which time I had applied for another job and gotten it. But that job that I got, it was at the grad office itself. The, the, the grad office itself. Mm-hmm. And they said that they had to hire whoever um, they were going to hire because I applied for the job. Excuse me. I applied for the job on Tuesday, I called them on Wednesday. and No, I applied for the job on Wednesday. I called them on Thursday morning, and they said they hadn't gotten it. Hmm. So <laughs> they said I should send it again. I called them again, and then they said now they got it. So Friday morning, they called me. Would you like an interview? I said yes. So they said an interview that same day, a few hours after. I went for the interview and they called me a few hours after and said, I got the job. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to do this really quick because they wanted whoever gets the job, who, who which must be a graduate student, to get reimbursement on their fees. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Monday we went there and they said we were a few days late. What? We were a few days late and that I could not get reimbursement on my fees. And so I had to pay the full tuition. Wow. So the story continues. Mm-hmm. It was hard because now, even though I'm working, however much I'm making, I have to. 20, 20 hours ain't going to do it. 20 hours, gonna go, it's not going to cut it for me. I was able to go through the semester, but the biggest hurdle came the following semester. As always, if you have not paid your fees, mm-hmm. you cannot get in. And register for that semester. Mind you, I don't know anybody. I don't have anybody's house that I could go stay and say, oh, well, I'm taking a semester off. I'm stuck on campus. I don't have any family. So, but then the only family I had was God, of course. Mm. So I prayed. What do you want me to do? Nothing. Usually, he doesn't say much to me. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want me to do? Nothing. I stressed. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to pay last semester's tuition and board and, and, and accommodation and be able to register? 
five days before registration is closed. Nothing. Three days. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Two days. Nothing. The day off. Go talk to the bursar. I'm like, no way. <laughs> Go talk to the bursar. How is this possible? So I went to the bursar and I said, well, so this is the situation. I got remission. I mean, I was supposed to get remission for my fees, but unfortunately we came too late. So I'm owing this school. If you send me home, the school would have lost because I've used the school's resources and all that for a whole semester. And it would be a shame that a school let me go back home where I came from when I actually do have the opportunity to pay the fees. And he was like, how? I said, well, I have a grad assistantship. And if you allow me to register, um, I have reimbursement. And if we can go on a payment plan, it can work for both of us. How about that? Yeah. He said, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know you. It's never done here. And I don't know you from anywhere, but I'm going to do it for you. That same day, few minutes before registration ended. Mm -hmm. The favor of the father. Of he course. said, take this and go upstairs and go get yourself registered. Every semester, I had to go back to him. And every semester, he doesn't even remember who I am. <laughs> so I have to tell the same story. Uh. And each time he says, I don't know you from anywhere. And this is never done. I mean, I cannot imagine this being done for you. But I'm going to do this for you. Take this. And go register. Wow. Until I graduated. Wow, that's amazing. So for four years or two years, you went two on years, like that? Yeah. Every semester. Wow. The same as before mm -hmm. when I was in Ghana. <laughs> so when did you meet your wife? Um. So she was um, a, um, who are you, baby, again? Uh, at the desk, at the front desk. Ooh. A resident she was a resident assistant. She was an RA. And she used to sit, you know, in front of the the dormitory mm -hmm. um, at the front desk. So every time I come in, she's smiling and I'll stop and we'll have a chat. Mm -hmm. And for a strange reason, I always called her Dr. Mason. Oh. And she's <laughs> like, why you call me Dr. Mason? It's because I think you have a bright future. Uh huh. I think that you're going to be an amazing person. And she's the only person I ever said that to. Not because I liked her at uh -huh. that time or anything. But anytime I saw her, I was drawn to tell her that. Mm -hmm. And so we would chat. We would talk. Um, and, but then she graduated like a few months after, after right? Because she graduated in 2012 and I was still in school. She was an undergrad and I was grad school. But mm -hmm. she was graduating in May. And she left. But we're not friends, so she didn't have to say anything to me or whatever. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to 2018, 2017. This was in January. And then I had told God, God, I really miss you. I think I really want to spend some time with you, like a long time, just you and I. So how about maybe I spend some three, three months just at home just you and I and, you know, just fast and pray and read my Bible. And he said, cool. <laughs> and he didn't say anything. 
But um, at this time, I'm living on my own. So I have my own place I've rented. Um, March of that same year, God comes to me and he said, uh, do you remember that a few months back you said that you wanted to spend time with me and all that? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I closed my ears. Don't say it. Don't say it, God. Don't say it. He said, oh, yeah, now is the time. Because it was a really difficult time for me financially. Mm-hmm. And I cannot stay home and not do anything for three months. Mm-hmm. Just stay in bed. Mm-hmm. I closed my ears. I said, don't say it. God, 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 don't say it. But he said it. Mm-hmm. And it was because someone had called me that morning and asked me a question in the Bible. My my pastime is to answer questions in the Bible. I love God's word. I, mm-hmm. I love to teach it. It's it's like David said, it's like honey on my lips. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. And so when I finished, he said, oh, so do you remember you said that you wanted? I said, no, I don't remember, God. <laughs> do you remember? I said, don't say it. He said, yeah, I want you. This is time. It's time. I want you to sit down. Don't go anywhere. Stay in the room for three months because I want to talk to you and I want to have time with you. I struggled. I said, God, this cannot be. No, it will not happen. Don't do it. And all this, I never said out loud. I didn't tell anybody. I was wrestling with him in my heart. Mm-hmm. So I said to him, if this is you, then I need you to show me. I need you to show me a sign or something. Just let me know. He said, okay. I went to church on that Sunday. And a woman came up to me, Hans. I said, yeah, hello. I had a dream about you. Uh-huh. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no, don't do it. Well, in that dream, well, there were some people that had come. And then there were like three of them. And then they were really like into the word of God. And you loved them. You were like, you you guys were like buddies. And then, and, and you just... You just fell so much in love with them. And they were so much in love with you. And there were three of them. And then they were doing this and doing that and doing that. And so, I don't know. I just felt like telling you that dream. I said, okay. As soon as she left, God said, oh, that's the confirmation. <laughs> so, how is that the confirmation? He said, oh, but we said three months. And how many people did, he, did mm-hmm. she see? She saw three people. Yep. And... What what were they doing? Well, they loved God's word. They were they 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 were just like the word. They just loved it. And what did you say you wanted to do in those three months? Study the word. I said, No, God, this cannot be true. This cannot be true. He said, Well, you said you wanted to do it. So now is the time. I said, Okay. I never win, you win. So for three months I was home. Wow. Praying, fasting, praying, fasting, reading my word. Praying, fasting, reading my word. (laughs) It was on one of those days that I just went on Facebook. And for the first time in how many years? Five years? I saw a post from my wife. Mm -hmm. It was a Christian post, like really inspirational post. I said, hi, Jasmine. And then she responded back. But I could not get her name out of my head. Mm -hmm. So I wrote her name down. And I still have that paper, the book in which I wrote her name in. I wrote it down and then I started praying about her because God had told me it was time to get married, Mm -hmm. but I was struggling at that time. I said, how can you tell me it's time to get married and I don't have a woman? Mm -hmm. So any woman that I, I see and it's a good Christian and I just start praying. Well, maybe it might be this one. It might be that one. Mm -hmm. So I prayed 
I prayed about her for like three months during that time that I spent with God. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. But then when I see her Facebook post, I would go and say, hey, have you considered starting a blog? Because I think you're really good. You, you have pretty good insight in, into life and into God's word. Maybe you should consider writing a blog. And she would fight me and all that. Um, eventually, she gave in, actually. Six months later, she gave in. But then when we started talking um, about her blog and, you know, she writing, she uh, actually started taking interest in doing it. She went to do a, she went to do a logo for herself and then she showed it to me. At this time, we are not talking that much. Well, that's really nice and all that. I have a friend. I didn't know this guy ever before. I was on Facebook one day and then I saw a guy. And then it got impressed on my heart. Talk to him. I said, okay. So I just said, hi, hello. And he said, oh, hi, man of God. How is everything? I'm not a man of God. Well, have you accepted your call? That's what he told me. I don't know this guy from anywhere. Mm -hmm. Have you accepted your call? I said, yeah, I'm in ministry, but I'm not sure what you're talking about. He said, yeah, because God has called you. And if you have accepted your call, that's good. But immediately I started typing. This is from the guy. God told me to tell you that it's time for you to get married. I said, uh, okay. Um, and he said, well, we can talk about it some more. I said, okay. And then he left. For weeks, I never heard from him. But I could not get this out of my head. So I tracked him down. And I said, please, can you explain what you meant by God says it's time for you to get married? Because I don't have a woman. So how, how is this possible? And then he said to me, God told me that day to tell you that there's a woman that you have started talking to. He has gone to him, God, to ask about you, Hans. And God says, that's your wife. I said, oh, boy. Oh, Who boy. is this woman? <laughs> so, as, as always, fasting and prayers, I went before God. So what are you saying? Is it this one? Oh, what are you talking about? Is it this one? Finally, we just started talking and it was like, it was nothing. We just can talk for hours, hours upon hours, chemistry. hours upon hours. The chemistry was just amazing. And yeah, eventually we just started dating. And um, once we started dating, I said, oh, I actually want to get married towards the end of the year and she started fighting me i said <laughs> if it's the same spirit who spoke to me then he's going to speak to you right that's one thing i love about her it's she is a she's a spirit woman she knows how to hear god's voice and if i want to tell her anything that i know it will be difficult for her to hear i tell god and i say you tell her some way somehow she always comes back to say what you said, God said, is true because he spoke to me about it. That's powerful right there. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you been married now? We've been married for eight long months. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Yes, to you congratulations. Guys. And it looks like she's expecting. Yes. Yeah. She's expecting a beautiful baby girl. Aww. All right. Yes. All right. Uh, yep. 
Wonderful. Wow. <clears throat> have you guys picked a name already? Oh. Oh, yes, one. they have. <laughs> I've always wanted to name my the girl. I've always known that I would have a girl first. Uh-huh. And I would want to call that girl April. Aw. And then she conceived. Not planned. We were not planned. We were actually thinking of trying going to try this year. Uh-huh. But she actually conceived way earlier than we expected. Right. It only happens. to find out <laughs> that she was due in April. Oh. <laughs> so if you catch it, I always yep. wanted to name the child April. Yeah. She conceived and she was due in April. Oh, that's so, wonderful. That's a sign All the little God. details. All the little details. Mm-hmm. Co-winky dink. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> well, well, that was, that was encouraging to me, that's for sure. It was. Because you know my position. Yeah, you got that right. But here at God Stories Radio, we're uh, king of the shameless plug. So, Hans, uh, if you got anything to plug, go right ahead. You know, talk about your podcast, what, you're, what God is uh, having you doing right now, and uh, tell the world what you're doing. Yes, absolutely. I love to tell people's stories <laughs> the same way that um, Fritz, Mike, and Tina love to tell other people's stories. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from a different angle, and I'm talking about I'm I'm actually asking people who who are immigrants in the United States to tell their stories, but I'm actually telling the stories of people that have been through pain and difficulties and persecutions from their home country. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about people that lived in war-torn areas and Mm -hmm. war-torn countries who actually survived um, some of these inhumane acts and um, disastrous um, living. Um, Talking about people that survived human trafficking and sex trafficking um, talking about those that are Holocaust survivors and people that actually um, didn't have a choice. And this was the only, either they were rescued and they had to be brought here or just they didn't have a choice. This was the only place mm-hmm. for them to come. And these are the stories that I'm telling. And so far I've heard incredible stories. I believe it. And the whole goal of the podcast is to give people the opportunity to know their neighbors People that we meet on the streets every day, we meet at the grocery store, the people that we're sitting next to when we go to events. Mm-hmm. These are people that may have gone through stuff, but they are not sharing it. Mm-hmm. The last people that I interviewed was uh, uh, had a little boy. Uh, for security, I'm not going to reveal the identity. Uh, but the little boy lived through war in two separate countries. Um, he's only, what, 11 now. Um, but then he was old enough to witness. And he said something to me that pff, pretty advanced for his age. And then he, I asked him, so do you tell your story to your classmates, to other kids in school? He said, no. I said, why? He said, because I never want to relive these things that I went through. I was too young to see them. And I cannot unsee them. And kids that I am in school with do not understand. Mm-hmm. They have no idea. Mm-mm. So I don't share my story. Mm-mm. And these are the type of stories that I want to share for people to hear. Mm-hmm. So what? So what's the name of the podcast mm-hmm. and where can they find it? Um, so we are, we want to launch it in April. Yeah, April is that special month. <laughs> we want to launch it in April and it's called From Somewhere. From Somewhere. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Great. So April 2019, right? Yes, April 2019. Okay. 
and it's called From Somewhere. Somewhere. From Somewhere. Fantastic. Well, we can't wait to dial in. Yes. Check uh, it out. Yeah. It, uh, I can wait. I can wait to share all these stories. And I'm excited because I, I believe that we'll live in a time where um, love must be prevalent. Mm-hmm. And hearing other people's stories, being in the shoes of others and what they've been through must bring out that empathy in us that has been lost. Um, and I think empathy going forward um, is the way we, we need to look at things. I also think in a blink of an eye. Mm. Yep. It's coming. Amen to that. Yes. Yes. Well, Hans, Absolutely. thanks for coming. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Fritz. Thank you, Jim. For yes, thank negotiating you, Negotiating the whole thing. Turning. Thanks for bringing us on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks to your lovely wife. Yes. For, for coming in tonight. Thanks for having us. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> she is Jasmine. <laughs> Miss Jasmine. Well, we're just appreciative of all of you, and um, we're going to keep in touch, and maybe uh, you can come back on and give us a, an update. Absolutely. We are on a lot of faith projects right now, my wife and I. <laughs> and so um, definitely can't wait to come back and share what God is doing um, in our lives. I believe God is God of yesterday, today, mm-hmm. and forever. And, and for what he did yesterday, he will do more today and even much more tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And we can't wait to come back and share all that. Amen to that. Well, that's Wonderful. awesome. Wonderful. I'm so excited. Uh huh. That was session 199. Session 199. If you were blessed, drop us a line at GodStoriesRadio at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook and you can also tweet us on the, on the Twitter. <laughs> you can tweet us and uh, we just love hearing from you and uh, we appreciate the continued prayers and support, you know, because it seems like the more that we take ground for Jesus and we try to exploit his name, the more that we're up against. Mm-hmm. Things. things so we just appreciate the covering of prayer and and support we really really appreciate that all right well thanks for hanging out with us we really appreciate it that about wraps it up for session 199 i'm fritz i'm mike and i'm tina god bless god bless letting go of every single dream i lay each one down at your feet Every moment of my wandering Never changes what you see I've tried to win this war, I confess My hands are weary, I need your rest Mighty warrior, king of the fight No matter what I face, your body Tomorrow